0: I've got a simple message. Thank you. Manga and anime for my wife.
1: Thank you. Anime for my wife.
0: Hey, everybody. uh, Welcome to Wife vs. Waifu, the only anime dating podcast in the world. Uh, Sorry to start a little, you know, downbeat here. And but, you know, we're just dealing with something of a a tragedy yeah. uh, right now, you know, so uh, something that really echoes throughout the whole show and my whole life, being his roommate and everything. Uh, you know, I hate to break it to if his family is listening to this and they haven't heard yet, and he was uh, many friends. Uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to even put it into words. It's but really uh, heavy. You know, Kevin Grossman, uh, who's been, you know, key to, key to this whole thing, you know, uh i'm the anime expert on the show and he's kind of the guy on here the voice of reason i think we would all say yeah. to you know bring us back down to earth and just the like, light
1: in the darkness exactly
0: you know? yeah just like if you're listening to this and you're not into anime he's kind of your uh, your audience surrogate on this but or was i should say you know it's hard to start to refer to him in the past tense but everyone out there i'm, I'm sorry to inform you that kevin grossman is dead uh yeah. You know, if you're if you're listening to this show and you have been listening to this show, he's been complaining the past few episodes he's been on about uh, this acid reflux problem he's been having. Uh, and you know, it, it's not commonly known in the medical community that you can even die from acid reflux, but somehow he figured out a way to, you know, just croak. It just got it just got to him. Just those tums weren't working. He mm-hmm. wanted a, he wanted a tums sponsorship for the show and. You know, I, I didn't listen. I was like, no, we got to get Crunchyroll. We, Crunchy we yeah. got to get Bandai. We got to get anime sponsors. But he was like, no, Tums, I have this problem. I have this problem. And, you know, I- His cries do, for help. I know. I do take some responsibility for this happening because I didn't listen to- it. We could have gotten that Tums sponsorship. God. You know, he could have been rolling in free Tums, like jumping in a Scrooge McDuck money tank, but it's full of Tums instead, swallowing them so he could, you know, eat- anything he wanted, tamales, burritos, anything that goes in just wouldn't be a problem for him. But so, you know, the, the that's what's on, you know, it's, it's so distressing to even say coroner's report in mm-hmm. regard to a close friend like that. But that's that was the cause, uh, acid reflux. So yeah. look out if you're doing that. What, that's what they say. Um,
1: that's what, yeah, you know, that's what I'm the not, government says. Yeah, you know.
0: exactly. Like, I'm not a a medical expert by any means but just from observing his behavior and you know observing his temperament on mm-hmm. this show I have my own theories about what happened um you know you out there in America you might call it acid reflux but for those of us uh, us japanophiles out there uh, I think we know what's really going on and it's a uh, it I think he had a critical case of uh, pent up anime horniness you know we were I and again even more so than the acid reflux, I take responsibility for that. I didn't realize that exposing a newcomer yeah. to this level of anime mm-hmm. would just like lead to those emotions broiling up inside of him, just like turning his insides to goop, basically, because he's taking in so much anime. And yeah. a, a fellow like that, a pent up little fellow like that, it probably was just—he's just, he's just you know, a
1: little guy. He was just yeah, a little guy. That
0: was a big—that was a big amount of anime yeah. for a little guy, and it's just like. You got to remember, not everyone is used to seeing such beauty and such eroticism on screen at all times in an animated format. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, he just couldn't take it anymore. He was denying. And again, he he played his part on the show well. He was the guy that didn't like anime, but I think he did like anime too much. Mm -hmm. And it really just...
1: He didn't have an outlet.
0: He didn't have an outlet. Yeah, because it was making him so horny and so pent up. That he just, he had nothing to do. He thought it was acid reflux, but, you know, I've seen this before. I've seen this countless Mm -hmm. times. I was going down the same path where my anime horniness was really bottled up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this podcast is my outlet to get it out in a constructive, intellectual way and not succumb to my base emotions, you know. But for Kevin, he wasn't able to play the part of the anime expert like I do. So he couldn't really get out his feelings about anime so just, he, yeah. uh, you know, you could see it. You, I could see it in his posture. I could see it when he was watching it. When he played uh, Persona Five, the minute uh, that teacher you can bang, unfortunately, came on screen, he was Ugh. he was gone. He was, you know? yeah. yeah, he was just like. I
1: feel like that's where we first started to that, lose him.
0: That was that was when it really hit critical mass. Yeah. The anime horniness, mm-hmm. you know, and it, I'm, you know, again, I take. Not full responsibility. Don't like. Don't come put after that on like, yourself. Yeah. Joel. Don't I mean, come on. Don't like say that like I killed Kevin or something like that. That with anime because that would be absurd. But you know I should have taken more responsibility in guiding him on this mm-hmm. journey. Just like you're going to feel lots of emotions, lots of new feelings. It's gonna basically be like adolescence round two. You know
1: you're gonna be sweating in places you didn't sweat before. Yeah. It's like when you discover anime,
0: it is like puberty too. I think that's what the Mitski album titled that is about, uh, probably. Uh, We could have her on and she could talk about it and how to prevent anime horniness from happening to you in the future.
1: How many people have to die before the medical community is going to recognize this affliction?
0: I know. And I think, you know, if you want to honor Kevin Grossman, uh, part of our funding for the show will now go toward anime horniness research. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what the show is really at the end yeah. of the day anyway, but uh you know, we're, we're really we're just we're kind of beside ourselves. We don't know what to do. I mean, like you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh he came back from the dead at some point. As mm-hmm. almost as if he was just on vacation for a week and came back was on, and was on the show again, but yeah. we'll see uh we'll see about that. And you know, it, I mean,
1: don't, I mean, don't get your hopes up, Joel. I just, you know, I, I know, I know you really cared about the little guy and I know, know I I'm, did too. Part of me did too. I'm um, just hoping
0: it's uh, if you listen to our last Speed Racer episode, I'm hoping it's a Racer X situation mm-hmm. where he faked his death to uh, get plastic surgery and, uh, you know, expose the fraud going on in the podcasting community that mm-hmm. we're not the number one podcast in the world. Uh, so I'm holding out hope that that would happen and he'll be able to come back. He'll have plastic surgery to look like Matthew Fox and we'll be able to, uh, continue on our mm-hmm. way. Uh, you know, if, if that happened, I feel like, you know, a very, an original tagline with a revived Kevin on the show that I just thought of that I don't think anyone had before would be, uh, he was dead, but he got better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, that's yeah. a good original. That's a, I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think
0: that'd be like a really cool like and I think that'd be like really clear what the show's about mm-hmm. if people were listening and they saw that like instead of wife versus waifu an anime dating podcast yeah. it was just wife versus waifu he was dead but he got better but with like still the the uh geisha girl that Carmen drew. Yes. uh shout shout out to Carmen I don't think I ever on the show actually thanked Carmen for doing the art wow. because we recorded several episodes before she did the art and kind of just passed me by uh She's in the. You can look at her Instagram. It's in the bio of every show. But uh, thanks, Carmen, yeah, for Carmen. that. Yeah, uh, Carmen. You know, well, I, I hope you know that, you know, it means a lot to us and it will be the face of the Kevin Grossman Foundation mm-hmm. to fight anime horniness from yeah. this point forward. But.
1: God damn it. Anime horniness took him too soon exactly and kevin you know wherever you are
0: whatever plane of reality uh i'm not going to apologize because again i do not want to be complicit in your death but just to let you know i understand your affliction and i'm going to work as hard as i can to make Mm -hmm. sure that this tragedy is not repeated
1: we're gonna have a kevin grossman race for the cure yes uh next year
0: and on this show i feel like we'll be able to take people's uh, pent-up anime feelings and help them with it yeah. on the podcast moving forward, because the thing is, without Kevin, maybe his maybe his death is kind of a blessing in disguise, because without yeah. Kevin, we, we can actually talk about anime. Thank God. As we're going to today. Yeah. You know, it's been a We've talked around anime yeah. for a long time now. We I have. don't remember the last episode where we actually <laughs> talked about anime. Jesus. <laughs> like, even <laughs> when we had guests on, it's kind of just like, well, I watched the show as a kid, but... Uh, and they're great, and like uh, Ben and Jonathan, both like very funny, illuminating discussions. But it was very much like I'm going to generally talk about how I watched anime as a kid, and that will lead to an interesting discussion yeah. about media and media absorption and how that's all changed. But we haven't really sat down and like talked about and analyzed an anime for uh, a very long time now. Yeah. So it'll be good to get back to that. Kevin, your loss is our gain in that in that sense. We can actually. Uh, do the podcast right for a while uh, until yeah. you know maybe maybe you're out there maybe you'll come back maybe you won't uh, you know I'm still holding out hope you know I, I haven't seen the body is basically I, what it I haven't seen me. it yet yeah.
1: you know I I went down to the local morgue and I was like I banged my fist on the desk and I was like let me see Kevin Grossman and they you know they yelled at me and called security and forced me to get out mm-hmm. um, and I feel like there's a real conspiracy. Uh, behind this, because they were like, I don't know who Kevin Grossman is. Um, we don't have, we haven't seen anybody like that come through here, and uh, you know, and I knew they were lying.
0: I mean, so when you just like walk out one morning and your roommate is gone and doesn't come back uh, for a few days, like the right thing to assume is that they're dead.
1: Well, yeah, obvious. I mean, yeah, I don't think course. I'm making any sort of leap no, here to assume,
0: but I'm saying there's there's a small percentage, a small percent chance that he'll be back someday. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. in the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, this is Wife versus Waifu. Uh, again, it's an anime dating podcast, which means we review anime to decide if it would be too embarrassing to show someone you're dating or want to date. Uh, I'm Joel Gregory, and joining me is Gina, who uh, you were going to come back on the Speed Racer one, but yeah. uh, again, as I said on my redo of it, which I did alone in my room at midnight uh, <laughs> the night before it came out. Uh, The sound quality on that one was just too good. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we just didn't want to disrupt the podcast game.
1: It would have have skyrocketed us to stardom, I think, with the sound quality. Yeah. And I'm not ready for that type of fame.
0: And, uh, you know, I just really thought it could lead to Speed Racer 2, which I would love to see, but I feel like the world's not ready for. And Speed Racer is such a special movie to me that it's like, oh, like, I don't want people to get the wrong idea and feel like we need more speed. Like, one speed racer is enough, I think. Like, just keep that what it is. Uh, keep that beautiful climax what it is and everything, you know. But, Gina, this is the first one you've been on in, uh, in a couple weeks, so mm-hmm. welcome back. What's uh, up? Good uh, to be back. I think we tried to do this bit last time, but uh, you've been up to anything, uh, any anime-related activities? He did buy me that pillow.
1: I did. I bought you a sexy anime pillow,
0: mm-hmm. um, which uh, we'll have the guests sign now when they come in. Yeah, get a sharpie and they can all sign it. That'll be a. Mm-hmm. It's not like full body length, but it, it was longer than I expected. The pictures yeah. made it look small. Yeah, it's but, a uh, it's a
1: good size. I mean, you can really you can really snuggle it yeah. if you want. You oh know? yeah,
0: you could you could get some uh, get your arms around that pretty easily at night. It's three uh, three young anime ladies uh-huh. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll post a picture on Instagram if you know what they're from, uh, hit us up and uh, you could win the prize of, uh, you know, besting the anime master, which is me, Uh, you know, sort of like uh, our main character in our anime of the week, how he starts from the bottom and now he's here. Uh, Another quote by me, sort of like he was dead but he got better. Yeah, you know, there's all sorts of stuff I come up with on this show. Really but, original yeah, content just like, creator here. Yeah, guys. this is this is all original. Just mm-hmm. like you know, any witticism, anything. It's, there's no quotation here at all. This is uh, pure creation. What you're seeing, and it's yeah. in its most most pure form. Raw, I would say. like
1: raw, straight from the earth. Form.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, we're actually we're actually doing it. We're actually talking about an anime this week. An yeah. anime you can watch. Yeah, you've, with your very eyes, suckers on any screen of your choosing of any size uh it's being simulcast in the united states on crunchyroll.com as it comes out in japan mm-hmm. uh so there's a new episode every week uh, i think they're about halfway through their season now uh i've seen the first five which is what's available for free on crunchyroll i know we should probably get a crunchyroll subscription at some point but i, I kind of i like the ads they do on there they're kind of we were watching it uh we were watching it
1: tonight, and you get some good ads on that, uh, on that country, that dog movie. Yeah, there's the dog movie, there's the Final Fantasy um, live orchestra.
0: Oh my god, yeah, that's coming to Los Angeles in like a random city in Germany. Dortmund. Yeah, Dortmund. If you're in Dortmund, be sure to catch the Final Fantasy 14 orchestra with a special guests a producer on the game which like that's very funny to me that they just have him come out and wave like i hope he gets to sing a song or something too like (laughs) but it's like i I love you know i've never been to one of those like the video games live or like legend of zelda orchestra or something and it's like i just picture like parents like taking their kids to it and being like well at least it's kind of culture it's like (laughs) almost culture you know there's like There's an orchestra, so... They're
1: playing, yeah, they're playing orchestral instruments. Yeah,
0: so it's like, Um, this is as close to, like, the symphony as I'm ever gonna get with my kid that sits in his room and plays Final Fantasy XIV all day, which I would, too, if I weren't so scared that I would become obsessed with it and not be able to do this podcast anymore. So yeah, I'm not judging anybody. Succumb to, uh, oh, yeah, you would up anime horniness. Oh, yeah, because and... that that's a level even beyond my yeah. ability to cope with it. You mm-hmm. know, the level we watch here and do here, I can cope with, mm-hmm. but a Final Fantasy MMO that never ends, like that, that would get my anime horniness to a level where, you know, I would be thinking I had acid reflux next, you know? Yeah. And then we all know what happens after that. Yep. But yeah, if you're watching Crunchyroll... Uh, the Final Fantasy 14 orchestra commercial is good. Uh, the dog movie commercial is good, which like weirdly has like a stacked cast. Yeah. and Like I looked it up, it's directed by Ken Marino, but it's like all these like alt comedy people just like doing mm-hmm. a very like normal looking like we gotta find the dog like kids movie. It's like Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. It's like, Yeah. It's a weirdly stacked cast for a movie that looks uh, very like straight to DVD. Straight to DVD. Yeah. It's like what's with all these dogs? Like, well, there's and, so many dogs, and like the vo- like we saw that ad like three or four times, and it never synced with uh, the audio. Never synced with the video, yeah. so it's just like Rob Caudry or someone like screaming while it's like Jessica St. Clair like looking at this pug that just like tore up her living room, and it's yeah. like it, you you just got to see it. It's it's worth the. Uh, the non price of admission i think yeah. to watch these ads you know so uh
1: i felt like i was uh coming up on um shrooms when i saw the ad cuz none of the audio matched yeah and
0: um, oh yeah you got you got you know when you First take psychedelics, especially streams, and you get that, like, kind of hot, like, broiling feeling. It's like, you know you're about to come up. Yeah. But that's what that ad definitely felt like, like that moment right before. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) But, like, so we're we're the one anime podcast saying don't subscribe to Crunchyroll. Don't. Don't do it. Because the ads rule. They do. And they're bountiful... You see, like, four or five per commercial break. It's basically just like watching actual TV, mm-hmm. but worse. But uh, it's way worse. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, we're actually watching uh, a new anime, a brand new anime, uh, just came out this year and is still currently airing. So, we haven't seen the whole thing. Uh, no one has, except for the people that worked on it. Uh, the anime we watched this week is called uh, Megalo Box. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Um, a reinterpretation of a classic anime boxing franchise called, uh, Ashita no Joe, uh, which means champion Joe. So, uh, the original version of this, this is the 50th anniversary of it. So they wanted to commemorate it with something special. And what could be more special than taking your like super normal boxing anime and turning it into like a dystopian nightmare where people punch each other with robot arms, uh, you know what better true anime fashion yeah 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 but i feel like it's like it's funny because i feel like that's not dissimilar to like a lot of our reboots in our culture oh yeah you know where it's like again this is this started in the 60s as a manga i think and then in the 70s they did an anime of it Mm -hmm. and from what i could tell i watched some videos on it it seems like a very normal like underdog boxing story like almost like an anime rocky but apparently the main character in the old one is like even more of a dick mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. so like that's kind of it's like an anti-hero thing too but it's like again it's like normal boxing story uh in this version Megalo Box, it's set in some indeterminate future where uh people are divided between citizens and non-citizens citizens live in a shining uh, metropolitan city and non-citizens live in these slums kind mm-hmm. of out in the middle of nowhere um, and the biggest thing in the world is megalo boxing which is uh, again sort of mech powered boxing supplemented by these extremely strong fatal blow kind of mechanisms you can use yeah uh, so that's the world this is set in but again it's like taking this movie from the set or movie anime from the 70s and reinterpreting it as this kind of dark gritty story that's something we do in our mm-hmm. culture a lot of the time too yeah. obviously like it's funny to see something that feels like a reboot in a similar way to how we do it like um like not exactly like nolan batman i was, but it's yeah, like, I was gonna say but like the trend that and like casino royale started where it's like yeah. let's reboot it but it's like dark this time, you know, like, yeah, it's not like grimdark. There's yeah. nothing
1: you can laugh at in it. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I guess those don't have like the same sci-fi uh, tint as this one does. I'm trying to think of something that would be similar in terms of that. Like, I mean, I the closest thing I thought of, and this is much worse than Megalobox, Box, uh, but I, when I first started interning in the film industry, I heard tell of a screenplay that was going around for uh, a joust movie. Uh, that they that they wanted to do and you can find some information on this online Uh, there was a spec script for a joust like joust you know the old like arcade game with like the ostriches you ride and shit you ever see that no it's like it's this old ass like arcade or atari game or something where it's like you're knights on ostriches and like the point it's like a duel and you have to like push the other one (laughs) off and that's like literally all it is it's like you know old eight bit graphics and shit so that's on
1: ostriches Yeah, I don't well, I
0: guess so they can't like actually fly because you kind of float around or whatever. But it's like that's literally it. That's the entire game. And like there's there was a screenplay apparently, and shouts out to whoever looped that idea around to this, where it's like, it's the future and global warming has made it so like no livestock can be raised, except for like these super ostriches that are like extremely violent and brutal. And meanwhile, there's also like the prison industrial complex has gone off the rails so it's like prisons are overcrowded so they like hold an ostrich joust tournament to like free one prisoner like basically like death race or something like whoever wins the ostrich fight gets out of prison like no questions asked and like from what i heard this was like
1: or like a lamer running man yeah pretty much yeah yeah
0: <laughs> exactly but from what i heard it's like like that's absurd already to take that video game and turn yeah. it into that but like apparently this was like hard r like ultra violent like scenes of like prison rape and shit like yeah so it's like that's like not that this is that but it's like in terms of like an out there idea of how to take a property it kind of reminds me of that where it's like you just have this normal boxing story it's like what if it was the future and everyone was obsessed with like this like robot boxing blood sport (laughs) like and i guess it's kind of like another movie i haven't seen uh, but remember that hugh jackman movie like real steel or whatever yeah. he has to like train like a mech like basically it's like what if Rock'em Sock'em robots but real yeah you know like there's definitely a level of like real steel to this too i think you know but uh
1: <laughs> when are we gonna get our gritty reboot of the sorry board game or shoots and ladders oh my god well have you ever heard
0: ridley scott's pitch for a monopoly movie no It's like Ridley Scott was going to do a Monopoly. And you have to look it up because it's just like like Ridley Scott, like nonsense, you know, or it's like, yeah, you know, it's like when you made like, it's changes every time. But one thing I love that he does is he always changes the amount of commercials and things he's made. He was always like, you know, you made 6,000 commercials. When you made 800 million commercials, you know, you get bored with the ideas. So, you know, we want to take the Monopoly man and like, you know, make this crazy alternate reality story he could be a part of. So, you know, it's like.
1: Wolf well, it, like the Monopoly man. Is, yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's he, like. He rules the worlds. It was something like that.
0: It has something to do with like an alternate reality <laughs> where like Monopoly is real or something. And like
1: the hotels can turn into robots and like fight each other. It's pretty much that.
0: <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. So, there's a lot of like reboots I can think of in our culture where. They either like don't quite pan out like that or yeah just like a dark pretty reboot but this this is a little different from that and i think mm-hmm. i see this as a piece with certain other reboots that have happened in anime i don't think it's quite on this level but i've noticed like these older properties they've passed mm-hmm. on to kind of auteur directors like uh the first show we did on this podcast devil man crybaby uh was given to masaki yuasa devil man's an old 70s anime uh, Masaki Uas is kind of an indie guy that came up who has like very much his own style and mm-hmm. everything and took it in a nuts direction. Yeah. Uh there's a comic or a manga, I should say, called uh Pluto mm-hmm. that uh this writer, uh I'm blanking on his name, but he's great. He also did Monster, which I know is like a big deal, uh, which is some medical horror drama or something. But he's like one of the premier great manga guys. Uh, but it's a reinterpretation of an old Astro Boy story that oh. he loved as a kid, mm-hmm. but he took it and made it like a Blade Runner, futuristic, serious like detective story essentially. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of of a piece with those. I feel it's yeah. like somewhere right in between, like the dumb American dark gritty reboot yeah. and like the auteur anime reboot yes, kind of yeah. thing. You know, it's like right in the middle, and I would say even stylistically it falls in the middle because like part of why I wanted to watch this is it just looked more aesthetically pleasing to me than most other anime Definitely. going on right now. Yeah. It's coming from a place of really using that uh late 90s early 2000s uh like Watanabe Kabo Bebop Samurai Shampoo mm-hmm. like the first wave of like Toonami and adult swim anime yeah. essentially. Like very much in keeping with with that aesthetic, you know, like the character mm-hmm. designs uh look very very much like Watanabe's character yeah. designs uh the color palette is like muted, They're but it's muted. like everything's like it's very detailed, like the backgrounds. And yeah, everything, I feel you know. I like the
1: detailed backgrounds a lot. Yeah, in it. and like I like the line. The line quality is good. Yeah, it's kind we, of like scratchy, but like we were talking about that. Yeah, like thick, not, scratchy lines. Not where it's clean. Like, so much anime like looks
0: clean, yeah. but it's like it's stilted. So it's not like like I feel like, and you would be better about discussing this than yeah. I am. Like. Uh, Like, when you're doing clean line, like, very thin, clean lines in animation, Mm -hmm. it works if it's very fluid. Yeah. But if it's stilted, it just looks, like, flat and kind of cheap, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Whereas this, it's, like, the scratchiness and kind of the uh, rough edges of it, Mm -hmm. they get around the
1: any type of limited animation they put in yeah Yeah.
0: exactly so like you're just more on board with the style of this i think or at least i am
1: i am yeah definitely
0: um even on like a music level this uh it's kind of this almost like daft punky like electro hip-hop kind of but it, it all feels very retro not like retro retro but like again late 90s early 2000s retro where it's like that's the anime i kind of came up with when i really liked anime so this Mm -hmm. reads to me more as like just out of the box aesthetically an anime i would like and be drawn to you know um and there was a level we were discussing where it's like is that sincere i mean i think it's sincere that they went with that out of love and admiration Mm -hmm. for bebop and shows like that but like for me as a viewer, like is does that mean I sincerely like this more, or is it just kind of pandering to like my ideas yeah. aesthetically of what this medium should look like? Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas there's stuff going on, like again, Yuasa's work, or I feel even like uh like One Punch Man or things like that mm-hmm. that are kind of doing more new things where it's like I feel bad being drawn to kind of a nostalgia grab in some ways, but it's yeah. like there is a level where just like this looks right to me, like right, yeah. quote unquote. You know.
1: Well, I think too, it's hard. It's hard to differentiate those feelings now, especially when every fucking movie or TV show that's coming out in America, especially, is pandering to nostalgia. Yeah. And especially our generation's nostalgia now that we're all like getting older, mm-hmm. and so I think it's very only natural to like be super wary of that because, like, I'm, I'm like. I'm, fucking sick of it you know yeah I'm, exactly I'm, I'm too smart to fall for that shit anymore you know and like, i
0: I will say this is this is nostalgic like purely in how it looks like yes. it's not like stranger things or something where it's like remember the 80s in the sense that it's like set in the 80s yeah. and they make references to it it's not like this is explicitly saying to you like remember cowboy bebop it's just yeah. sort of like whoever directed this the director is a guy who worked on attack on titan and okay. things like that i guess yeah. which is also well animated yeah. and well done for sure. But um, you can tell he just has an affinity for this style and yeah. everything. And But part of it for me is like, I'm drawn to this anime and I, I will probably continue to watch it as it comes out just because uh, once the story gets rolling a little bit more, uh, I was intrigued by certain aspects uh-huh. of it. But there is a level where it's like, I'm not drawn to sports anime yeah. at all. You know, just like, even if it has this, Uh, sci-fi sheen to it because basically the story of this anime is uh and i the basics line up with the old champion joe anime Mm -hmm. but you have this uh kind of rough and tumble stray dog almost boxer who lives out in these dystopian slums uh he just goes by junk dog at the beginning Mm -hmm. and he's fighting in these underground rings because he can't get into the real uh, megalo boxing tournaments because he is not actually a citizen mm-hmm. and his uh his trainer makes him lose these fights and won't let him win because they make he's too powerful for where he is so they make more money if he loses mm-hmm. just to keep things fair because if he just won all the time the bets would all be thrown off and everything yeah. uh but he runs a foul with the woman who runs the actual boxing tournaments and her henchman bodyguard kind of guy who's the greatest of these robo-boxer kind of guys <laughs> ever, I guess. So he runs afoul of them. He fight. He ends up fighting uh, Yuri, who's the bodyguard slash greatest robo-boxer ever, and gets beaten to a pulp. Um, he's not taking it anymore. He decides he really wants to actually fight and actually become a real competitor in this megalo-boxing to prove to this guy he can do it and fight him in his own ring on his mm-hmm. own terms. So they end up, convincing kind of the yakuza guy that funds them to give him a fake id so he can start to compete in these tournaments and he realizes to get from a nobody to a somebody fast enough to enter this final four fight that's happening he needs a gimmick so because he's so powerful he uh, decides he doesn't need the robo armor he's just going to fight naked and the armor is called gear so he starts to go by gearless Joe mm-hmm. and starts coming up really fast in the ring and there's lots of you know obviously I'm like sure there's
1: some montages oh
0: plenty of montages yeah and i think like the one level i do uh find the show interesting i mean there are a couple levels but one thing that started drawing me to it and started making me see the uh value of kind of a sports anime and how you could approach a sports story thematically in a way that I would find interesting at mm-hmm. least is as he trains and like learns about his physicality it's about him learning uh how to channel his emotions through his physicality yeah where it's like he has to learn how to accept himself and who he is in his head to be able to move better mm-hmm. and I thought that was a good metaphor and a good way yeah. to look at athletic training and so, because yeah. it is like mastery of the body is yeah. mastery of the self and it really takes that to a level and I mean that's part of what I just like about a lot of anime in general mm-hmm. is like even if it's not like a masterpiece or not the greatest like there's usually some sort of uh explicit thematic thread like that like this isn't like a hidden subtextual thing like they talk about it yeah and stuff you know and yeah. that's something I do appreciate because yeah. like like we were talking about it's just like coming from American cartoons it's like um specifically adult American cartoons like I think like there's honestly like more interesting stuff happening like we were talking about adventure time and like some stuff like that like that's great obviously and like i like like uh bojack and rick and morty and like a ton of stuff obviously but it's like there's still a very limited idea of what a cartoon can be in america so to even see a sci-fi sports drama that's taken seriously Mm -hmm. as a cartoon is interesting Mm -hmm. and something I just want to see because I want to see more of what the medium can do than we get provided with as American viewers.
1: Yeah. I think for me, I, I feel like I have a hard time. I have a hard time like getting into this kind of stuff because I feel like whenever sports are involved, my eyes just kind of glaze over, and like, <laughs> like even even I think in like the original season of Fully Coolie there's like a baseball episode. Yeah, I mean, and there's like there's I, a whole baseball thread. Kind yeah, his brother's a baseball player. Or yeah, something. yeah, and like, and they don't really like. They obviously it's part of the story, but like I like I just I like feel myself losing interest, and it's like I know, I know that's like really um, I don't know like biased of me or. I don't know the right word. Like it's it's really like it is lame of me to just be like oh sports. But like um I definitely have a harder time immediately getting into something that is like sports based. Um but I am I am drawn to like I do like the art style a lot and I do I also do like those kind of like you know changing and like changing over time and learning more Mm -hmm. about yourself type storylines so i feel like and the fact that they have like the like sci-fi part to it i'm like Mm -hmm. okay like i'm down if it was just straight up boxing i'd be like i would no like yeah yeah you know yeah
0: i I totally get where you're coming from on that because again it's like i find this show odd to me in this sense where it's like i do like it and you know, I'm I'm a little bit ahead of you on it, so it's like yeah, there's true. there's intriguing character stuff coming, some of which is like a little bit silly, mm-hmm. where it's like his trainer who uh they call his name is Nanbu or something, I think, but they call him Pops, not to be confused with Pops Racer from yeah. the last episode. Uh but he basically he starts winning tournaments in his gearless form mm-hmm. where he's fighting just by himself. Oh, and he changes his name to Joe so he can be Joe like from the old one obviously and it's kind of one of those moments where it's like i always think it's funny when it's like uh you can tell something's a big moment like for the fans but it like (laughs) doesn't resonate with you at all Where he he gets his fake id and they ask him what his name is going to be and he very dramatically pronounces joe and it's (laughs) like obviously if you're like a a champion joe fan you're like yeah (laughs) you know and it's like yeah it's funny to me when that Stuff goes wrong, you know, like
1: which I feel like it does
0: often. Oh yeah, but... like anytime you're like supposed. For me, it's like anytime you're supposed to like be like, oh shit! Like there's like just the fact that you're revealing something where it's like the entire reveal is like I know what that means. You know, it's like at the end of the New Avengers, the like post-credit sequence is like, uh, it just like on a- there's like a beeper someone uses mm-hmm. to call spoilers. If you haven't seen Avengers, which you probably have. Or if you haven't, you probably have no interest in seeing it at this point. I do not. I mean, I'd
1: care less. Yeah. I'd care less about it.
0: But uh, there's a, someone on a beeper at the end uh, calls Captain Marvel, and it's like it just shows like her symbol mm-hmm. on it at the end. So it's like it, it's literally just like like if you know who. Oh damn! Sounds like uh, sounds like old. <laughs> junkyard joe is out there on his motorcycle which he's really bad at driving he's very yeah Yeah.
1: he's he runs off a cliff he runs off a cliff he almost runs runs into a lady
0: like there's like i would love if it was built into the show that he was just like bad bad at driving driving. (laughs) he like he like just like it would be great if his self-image was just like a cool guy that rides a motorcycle and he was just like constantly crashing it (laughs) but uh oh but yeah so it's like the whole reveal at the end of this post credit scene is, like, you have to know who Captain Marvel is, and if you do, you're like, oh, like, I knew, like... I, and if you know who Captain Marvel is, it's like, you know her movie's coming out, like, next March or yeah. whatever, and it's like, oh, they're teasing a movie I knew they were gonna do! What? Whoa! And it's like, it's not... I mean, like... I, I, I just have a problem with, like, dramatic payoff just, like, based on pre-existing knowledge of something, you Oh, know? yeah,
1: like, um... I just, like in the first in force awakens mm-hmm. when it's like I was she just gonna uncovers bring up, yeah. the millennium falcon yeah, and yeah. it's just like i mean that's that to be honest that chasing is very cool yeah she, it's like, fly it's like the through the star sequence. destroyer and it's like pretty badass it's the best sequence in the movie it I mean. is
0: yeah but the reveal and that whole movie is just reveals it like is that, basically. yeah, yeah. it's just
1: like duh like yeah it's
0: just like hold for applause basically. Right? you know, yeah like yeah and it's like I mean, it's like, I get it because I have affection for Star Wars, so it's like, when I I do love Star Wars, when they did it in that, it was like, I know I'm being pandered to, but I kind of like it, you know, where it's like, it's interesting to watch this where I don't know, uh, Champion Joe Mm -hmm. from Little Mac. Yeah. you know yeah. like i couldn't tell him apart and it's like so to have something that it's like i i literally don't know when this is pandering yeah you know like because i feel like there have to be other moments like that moment where Definitely. he decides on his name where it's like for the fans this is like a big deal mm-hmm. you know but like for me it's just like oh i guess his name is joe yeah like, it's, it's joe he sees like a sign that says like some advertisement like not for your average Joe and that's how he decides on it so it's like it it fits in the world but it's like I'm sure there's a level where it's like if you were to take this and compare it to the old one Mm -hmm. there would be like intriguing connections and everything I don't I couldn't I kind of tried to look and I couldn't find a lot of reactions coming out of Japan about this because I'd be curious to see if people are into this or if it's sort of like like again when you do a dark gritty reboot of something in america it's like sometimes it turns out like the nolan batmans where people Mm, love it yeah uh and sometimes it's like a laughingstock too you know like sometimes it's
1: like it's like all the dark gritty disney movies yeah (laughs) or like
0: uh uh what was that it just got canceled uh there was like some there's some dc comic where it's like lucifer uh but it's like they made a TV show of it where it's like they disregarded the comic completely and made him like a cop and just made it like oh, a like I a cop drama. Billboards for that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just like they just did a cop drama. It's like, but it's like, what if the, a cop? What if the devil was a cop? You know, like <laughs> I mean, like and with our current state of our police force, I mean, what cop isn't a devil? Yeah, really ACAP. is the question we need to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Hashtag Devil Lives Matter. <laughs> just to like kind of get back to liking the aesthetics of this show Mm -hmm. but like not being so sure about the content is like this is just a problem i have not just with anime but with a lot of media where it's Mm. like i would say like this show is well done you know like it's like totally watchable it flows like I feel like the fights are a little stilted, but they work around it stylistically. Yeah, you know, a I feel fair like amount.
1: a lot of anime is good at doing that. Yeah,
0: a hundred percent because it's like, I mean, who has the budget to like, you know, animate a super well choreographed, like, yeah. fluid fight scene, like, or yeah. boxing scene, like, you know, it's it's asking too much. It's not Akira, like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Although it was made by the same studio, I oh, think. Which, well. I, I think that's why when the car speeds off, you point the, it out it has the, the Akira thing. <laughs> like, yeah, the Akira like taillights. Have a, do you, do you like, I, I've read, like, some stuff about that movie, and I mean, I know the thing with the frame rates and everything. Yeah. All, but, like, what the fuck did they do
1: with that movie to make it look like that? Like, how long did that take to make? A do long you... ass fucking time. I mean, they just. They. As far as I know, like, they. God, because I remember reading about it after I first saw the movie, and I kind of, like,. Forgot about all the knowledge, but like, I mean, they did just straight up animate that whole fucking thing because it yeah. was before computers, yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, there isn't really much, el- much else to say except for the fact that, like, I think it was a team. I I can't remember how big the team was. I feel like it was like. Well,
0: it's kind of, like, I mean, I know it doesn't have everything from the manga, so it's, like, it's kind of unfinished in a way. It is. Yeah.
1: And it is, like, it is kind of hard, and for that reason, there are parts that are, like, hard to follow.
0: Yeah. I mean, story, I remember seeing it before I read the manga. Yeah. And, like, I used to be very much more in the school of, like, and it's why I kind of, like, after getting into it as a kid, like, Mm -hmm. for a while, I kind of rejected anime, because as we were talking about with this, too, it's, like, one thing anime does that's very different from Western media Mm -hmm. is it's not so much structured in terms of like a uh, plot in the sense that like, it's a character following an arc, mm-hmm. where it's like emotional beats that you yeah. go on with these characters, yeah. you know? So it's like something like that. It's like, it was like, I thought it was cool enough when I first saw it, but I was so invested in this Western Hollywood idea of storytelling. Cause yeah. that was more what I was trying to do mm-hmm. actually with my writing at the time. And it was like, yeah, I kind of rejected it just because the story mm-hmm. doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, if you haven't read the manga at it's points, true, yeah. you know, and I've read the manga now and it's fucking great, obviously. And like, I can obviously appreciate like, just everything aesthetically and oh, everything yeah. thematically and everything actually cool and interesting about Akira that really hasn't been done in any other yeah. fucking movie still. Every, you know? Yeah, still. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd be interested in, I, it's, I, uh, I definitely am going to look that, look that up because, um, I don't think their animation team was that big, but yeah. I could
0: be totally wrong. Um, but I think that sounds right. That it was like a labor of love, it just was. over years and years. Yeah, yeah. And
1: years and years and. Um, but I remember that being. It was kind of actually. I saw that movie before I ever really considered going into animation, mm-hmm. and I kind of remember seeing it and like one of my friends being like, "How the fuck did they fucking animate this?" And. Um and I remember like driving home after that and like just like I couldn't get out of my mind and it mm-hmm. was just like how did they do that like yeah it's insane and like now that i know how much labor goes into actually animating something i just like oh all those yeah the motorcycle stuff the machine
0: parts is there's just like some like little movements of machines it's like you're just like you your head wants to explode like nothing is looped i don't think
1: in that in the movie at all which
0: is like very That's very insane for an anime at the time, too, even, you know? And
1: to not have, like, a lot of still pans, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's, like, just someone, a character's, like, inner monologue as it pans over their face. Man, I wonder what
0: Kevin would have to say about all this.
1: (sighs) Yeah, I saw Akira yeah i I saw that yeah yeah that's the one uh with a guy and yeah it's like this guy he like explodes or something yeah the
0: guy like explodes and then you know
1: it's like uh
0: it's like the girl she goes in the bathhouse right and like they're the spirits
1: and you know she meets that dragon and that witch or something right yeah and then there's like she uh broomstick she flies on the broomstick and then there's like a castle yeah oh
0: wait i no, I th- I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah,
1: no. yeah. Yeah, you didn't see Akira, Kevin, you watched Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage <laughs> Witch. Uh, pour one out. Pour one out. Pour for one the out dead for old I mean, Kev. Yeah. You know, he's just a little guy. He was just
0: a confused young man. Just a confused young man trying <laughs> to find his way and got lost in the tangle of. Uh, you know,
1: acid reflux,
0: acid reflux slash, you know, if you want to get conspiratorial with us, uh, just his libido could not handle the amount of anime he was taking. I mean, he went from mm. Faye Valentine to Belladonna oh. Sadness to uh, Persona 5 and all the waifus you can have in that game. He went through all of those in quick succession.
1: I mean, I'm surprised he didn't die after Faye Valentine. Yeah. I mean, because she near about killed me when I first saw her. So. Oh yeah. I mean, her and Spike alone in that mm-hmm. show, just. Yeah. Whew! In a moment. Yeah. Exactly. In a moment. Um. There's
0: gotta be, like, <laughs> there's gotta be like, I I kind of wish almost like I was someone who was really into Jet, just because I feel like to be like a person that's like. You know, like, because he's got, like, a daddy vibe, I think. Like, not that I'm, like, into that, but I'm just saying it's, like, I feel like... it. He would would,
1: protect you, Joel.
0: It would be a constructed choice, you know? Like, if you're you're saying Jet Black is the most attractive Cowboy Bebop character, you're making a conscious effort to find him the most attractive. Uh, I was saying, like, I I like the show. I think I'm going to keep up with it. I'm going to keep on with it because it's, like, it's intriguing enough. I like the look of it. Like, I mean we kind of talked about how the music is kind of corny and how it calls back to a certain type of thing. But I, I just like the vibe of the show. Like, I, I like hanging out yeah. with it for a half hour. I like the vibe. It's like, there's a thing where it's like, it's hard for me to like dedicate the time to something that like is just good now because it's like, there's so much, and this is an American thing. And like, I mean, like in the niche of anime, it happens too, where it's like, shows will get like, overhyped at first when they first come out and i feel like this one from what i've read at least from american viewers or western viewers is being a little Mm overhyped just because it has a style we haven't seen for a second that recalls anime that lots of people think are masterpieces of the media you know so it's like i feel like there's a level where we're in this like hashtag peak tv moment or whatever Mm. where it's like a show will get really hyped and then two years later it's completely forgotten You know where it's like I'm just like wary to watch things as they're on Mm -hmm. now like to me it's like I like just waiting until something's done and then it's like same okay that's actually good like people still agree yeah that's like a good show
1: totally you know
0: it's like I remember I'm like so bad with it I remember like a year ago starting the Americans when their new season started Mm -hmm. and I got like two seasons in and thought it was really good, and I do want to catch up with it. But then I found out, it, I thought the season they were airing that year was the last season, and this season, this year's the last season. So I was like, well, I'm not waiting a fucking year to watch this thing. I'm yeah. just going to watch it when it's done. I'm yeah. like, you know, because then, like, I'll be able to, like, hear from people I know and trust that watch it. it's like, no, it's actually, like, on the level that, like, it's trying to aspire to, you yeah. know, compared to something that, like like, I just can't imagine, like, and this is, like, again, going back to, like, more western shows and stuff. It's like I'm sure it's fine, but I really can't imagine having spent like 8 years watching Boardwalk Empire oh my God. or something, you know, just like kind of these like quasi prestige yeah. like HBO shows like that. But it's not like, quite They're Yeah, not it's quite just like there. it's not quite The Sopranos or Mad Men or whatever <laughs> it's trying to be. You know, it's like I just I can't imagine devoting the time to something that is cuz there is just like transcendent versions of every piece of media or every genre, genre of media out there. Well,
1: that's actually how when I first when when community was first on mm-hmm. TV, I remember watching a few episodes of that and being like, "Nah." Yeah. You know, and then I actually you were the one who was like I think I saw you like maybe a year later after like it was like midway through the second season, you were like, "Oh no, that's one of the like you have to watch that show." Yeah. And I really respect your opinion on shit and mm-hmm. it's like I went back and watched it, and it's, like, one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah, like,
0: I, I still fuck with, like, the first three seasons of that. Well, yeah, for sure. the first three yeah. seasons. Yeah yeah, 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 And then exactly. there's
1: the gas leak season, and then... <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, yeah, it's,
0: like, there's just so much stuff out there. It's, like, yeah, you know, everyone's, it's... like, it got saved, it got re-picked up by NBC. Yeah. But everyone was in such a panic about, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh-huh. getting canceled for, like, a day, and, like, it's already brought back. But it's, like, and I'm sure it's good and fun, but it's, like do I really need another sitcom in my life? That's the one with Andy
1: Samberg that I always see, like, GIFs of. Yeah, yeah. And
0: it's, like, people like it because, you know, I'm not knocking it for this at all. It's got, like, a really diverse cast, and it's kind of, like, this what-if scenario of, like, what-if police, but good, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think people like it for that aspect, where it's, like, people take it as, like, this idea... Because our real world is so dystopian and fucked up in terms of the police. I think people watch that, and it's, like ah, like, wouldn't it be nice if things were like this instead, you know? Like, where there are, like, black people and gay people and Latinx people. Everything was like, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, where it's, like, you know, I get it. And that's cool, and, like, you know, especially in terms of the representation of that show, I wouldn't knock anyone for liking it for that. You know, but it's, like, I, I look at it, and I even look at the outcry. It's, like, Guillermo del Toro, and, like, people like that were, like, bring it back. It's, like, it's the only good show, you know? And it's, like, even people, even seeing people like that go nuts for it, it's like I don't know if I need another sitcom.
1: No, you know,
0: like, and like watching this, it's like I like this, but it's watching this in t- meaning a uh, Megalo box. It's like I like this mm. because I like the way it looks and I mm. like the way it's unfolding. But it's like I don't know if I'm gonna get to the end of the thirteen episodes of it and be like, did I need another yeah show that just looked like this, you know, yeah, like kind of a quasi dystopian junkyard anime with characters that have that like Watanabe-esque design to them you know it's like am I gonna get to the end of this and be like well I just watch another show like that and then it'll kind of just like dissipate from my mind in like two weeks entirely
1: yeah I mean it's honestly like watching it it made me I mean I think the reasons I'm drawn to it were the same reasons I was drawn to like Samurai Champloo where it's like I think you just said earlier where it's like you know I like I liked the soundtrack and I didn't really pay attention. Like when that show was Samurai Raichampley was on TV, like I didn't really pay attention to the plot that much, but I really liked the way it looked and I yeah. liked the soundtrack and like, it's funny. Yeah. Cause I know, didn't even like just...
0: smoke weed when it's on, but like no. my, my memory of watching it is like, it's, like, ha- hazy the same way, like, when I watch something high yeah, now, exactly. you know? It's, like, it's just, like, kind of this, like, blur of, like, yeah, like, that was cool to look at for a yeah, while, you right? Like, I really couldn't tell you much about that show's yeah. plot or anything, like, yeah. like, because um, I know I, like, watched it when it was on. Oh, yeah, like, I
1: definitely watched it. Yeah,
0: like, I mean, we should revisit. It'd be interesting to, like, because Shampoo is, like, kind of what Even more so than Bebop, I think, Mm -hmm. what this reminds me of. Definitely. Um, So it would be interesting to revisit that. And, like, I know Shampoo isn't, like, the classic that Bebop is even. But it's, like, it'd be interesting to revisit that after having seen this. And just, like, compare. It's like, okay, it's like, this is what this was going for. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the spiritual successor to this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is it actually capturing it? Or is it, like, kind of pastiche or something, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think... I think, yeah, I mean, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, that's the same thing that is drawing me to it, and, um, I don't know if I'll continue watching the show, but it it de- it definitely, like, made me, it definitely succeeded in that it made me, like, weirdly nostalgic for, like, yeah. something, you know, like, that style exactly. that I don't see anymore in a lot of anime, and I like that they're doing that, like,
0: yeah. And there's a level where we were talking, to where it's, like, even... The, it's, like, there's a little bit of a, like, Diet Coke, like, taste like the real thing to it. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's, like, because it's very, like... Again, you have the rough, gritty line work, which is great, but it's very computer-colored. Yeah. You can tell it's, like, the coloring seems very clean. It is, and like yeah. I mean, obviously, you're dealing with HD now versus... Not HD back then, and obviously, way more involvement with computers and stuff mm-hmm. now, sure. But it's, like, it... There's something just, like five percent off about the aesthetic you know like five got to ten
1: percent it's definitely got some computer generated like lens flares happening. yeah you know? exactly
0: yeah it's like it caves to it just enough where it's like this is not a perfect simulation of what i used to like you know where it's like it throws me off a little bit and like i i was saying earlier it's like they get into some character stuff in the future episodes where it's like the guy he ends up having to face to get into megalobox like his one of his final fights is his trainer's old uh old student you know Mm -hmm. and he went off to some iraq style war and got his legs blown off so he's fighting with like this purely like robot body pretty much and like hates his trainer because he feels like he wasn't there for him when he came Mm -hmm. back from the war and it's kind of it's very convoluted it doesn't make a lot of sense it's like it's like there are times when people are asking pops the trainer like why didn't you know that like your old student was like you know like head of like one of the top fighters in megalo boxing, and he's just like i don't care D- don't ask me anymore you know? <laughs> like, and like maybe they'll get into it and there'll be an actual reason but there's it seems like there's some like hand-waving story-wise yeah. like that, or even again if you're accepting that anime and uh japanese or eastern storytelling is going for a different vibe and hitting different beats than western storytelling does there's some stuff where it's just like Okay, I don't know if I can, like, suspend my disbelief that this guy, like, legitimately had no idea... This guy is in this world of, like, robo-boxing and, like, is helping his student get up in the ranks and, like, somehow has no idea that his old student is, like, fucking alive and, like, one of the best robo boxers of all time you know it's like that that doesn't quite like pan out and it's like there's only lazy storytelling exactly because like i'm someone who it's like i'm not like a cinema sins like everything wrong with like thor ragnarok kind of get where they go in and it's like in this scene it's like the whole you know is big but you know it's like if you look in this scene he's point seven five centimeters shorter in his rendering come on guys you know like those stupid fucking videos like i don't <laughs> you care can
1: clearly see shatner doubles mug in the scene yeah exactly
0: <laughs> and it's like i it's like i don't care about like plot holes when they're I, when they're it's just like i hate people being literal about plot holes no oh, yeah but it's like i feel like there is a level you have to have just like as someone who's viewing a story where it's like if there's like An emotional plot hole, especially for a character like Mm -hmm. this, where it just, like, it doesn't read. Mm -hmm. It's, like, you have to be able to discern, like, okay, this crossed a level into unbelievability for this world or for this character. Yeah, like, you have to
1: make a decision whether or not that's, like, a plot that you want to, like, follow through. And if you're going to make a decision to make a reveal that big. Yeah. And if you're not going to follow through with it, then don't do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. it's like, don't say that this character's mother has breast cancer and then never mention it again in mm-hmm. the movie.
0: Yeah. You know? Or just. <laughs> to uh, quote one
1: of the great movies of our time. Wait, which one was that? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which movie was that again? <laughs> I don't know, Joel. What was movie it, did we watch like 20 it, times in a row when we first was met? Was that in Phantom Thread? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was. Yes, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> it was in the master um... yeah or,
0: or, or uh, no I mean it obviously it was in mother exclamation point uh, that's what it was all about it was like that's why everyone went crazy in that movie because it's like the mom said she had cancer and she then she definitely had she breast, definitely breast. Had breast yeah. cancer and then she didn't and you know their house explodes or whatever <laughs> Like, um, but yeah so it's like it's funny to like happen upon something where it's like you're kind of watching it and it's like this is great, you know? Like, this is like, just like old times almost. But it's like, you already see the emotional distance like forming between you and the thing. Yeah. And it's just like, I brought this up on the Speed Racer mm-hmm. one because Speed Racer has kind of entered the pantheon of things I'm obsessed with and think about a lot. But it's like, when you have things you're obsessed with and think about a lot, it's like, it's hard to watch something where it's like, just okay. Yeah. You know, where it's like, if I'm going to devote my time to something, it's like, I'm always, now that it's like, Because for a long time, and I've talked about this on the show before, I wasn't open to obsession with things. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I wanted to have kind of a broad scope Mm -hmm. of media and everything. And now that I feel like I'm kind of opened up to just, like, well, I like Persona, and I like Twin Peaks, and I like this and I like that. And, Mm -hmm. like, just, like, those are things that are very, like, core to my appreciation of media or mm-hmm. you know kind of like my media aesthetic or whatever you want to call it you know or my taste I guess you know mm-hmm. so it's like
1: yeah they call it taste usually. they do
0: they yeah. do I've called it taste uh many a time oh, in, yeah. in the past uh, I'm, I'm familiar with the term <laughs> I just you know you gotta you gotta pump it up when you're doing a, yeah no, an, oh, an intellectually yeah. rousing podcast yes, is this. But, very uh, very rousing so it's like when, when I know like there's stuff out there I like that much it's like you almost become, like, a bit of a, a junkie for it, where it's like, wh- when's my next high going to come? Like, when's, oh, the yeah. ne- when's the next thing that I'm going to love, like, that much? Yeah. You know? Where's
1: my next community? Yeah, exactly. Where's my next um, X-Files? Not the reboot, because it's the worst thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: World of Tomorrow is one for Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. World yeah. of Tomorrow is great. Where it's like, I, I watch that, like, you know, like, once a day for, like, two months or something, <laughs> you know? like um which was probably, like, severe depression, too, more Yeah, than well, I like, mean,
1: and maybe The World of Tomorrow had a little bit to do with your depression. Yeah, I mean, Hertz,
0: Hertzfeld's not always who you want to go to to <laughs> get over the, the dark times. <laughs> but, like, but, you know, he's also there for you. Uh, shout out to Don Hertzfeld. But, yeah, it's, like, yeah. so when there's a level where it's, like, I'm watching this show and it's, like, this is good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really have, like, beyond, like, again, like, some plot nitpicks and things, like, and just like maybe not being super invested in the subject matter to begin with. Like I can watch it and be like, this is, you know, I don't think objectivity necessarily exists in this way, but from my perspective, it's like this is as close to something I could say is just like objectively well done. Yeah. As I'd I say can. So. You know? Yeah. So it's like there's a level where it's like there's no reason not to watch this show, but it's like it doesn't I can't imagine, like, falling in love with it. I no. can't imagine, like, years from now, like, thinking about Megalobox. You know, no. maybe i I'm gonna keep watching it, so yeah. maybe it will conclude and I'll change my mind and I'll yeah. come back and eat crow and it will, like, uh, just, like, uh, climax in this insane, uh, psychedelic orgy like End of Ava does or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, we'll see. I kind of doubt it with this one, though, but we'll see. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, like, that's that's my, like, takeaway from it. It's, like, it's really good, but it's interesting to me that it's, like, good, but I feel emotional distance from it, both from, like, the kind yeah. of, like, 90s, early 2000s pandering yes. and just that it's, like, there's nothing ecstatic about this to me. Yeah. You know?
1: Like, I'm I'm still in the throes of, like, an, a Simpsons obsession right now. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: that's just lifelong.
1: Yeah. Um, where I recently rewatched, season one through ten and then i'm re-watching seasons one through ten because they're so just
0: constantly just, on loop
1: like such good writing and mm-hmm. like it's just so fucking good that i like there's new jokes each like every time i watch a new episode yeah. another episode and like it's just a good thing to have on in the background when i'm drawing but it's like you know and so i do this thing where i get really obsessed with Rewatching old media that I already really enjoy, mm-hmm. and I'm constantly like, still, I'm like looking, always looking for that new thing. What am I going to binge watch? Like, I need a new thing to binge watch. Yeah. And I'm, but again,
0: like something you find captivating, yeah, like, not just like, oh, it's okay to have on in the background, you know, like, yeah, you know, because I've dated people where it's like, and I've said this on the show too, but it's like media is like purely a background thing, for yeah. Them. So it's just like. They just want the noise of it, you know? Exactly. And it's like, I'm just like wired enough into like storytelling and film and TV and stuff where it's like, even if it's kind of background noise, if I'm re-watching uh, Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie for the 18th time, <laughs> which like I'm prone to do, it's kind of like, I still need to like have that like, it still needs to strike that nerve where it's just like, this is something I love happening. Yeah, you know? it's like, yeah. I,
1: I will still like, it'll... Like, I'll have it on because it's, like, I've just, I just, I'm watching this episode for the second time in less than, like, three months. But, like, you know, it's, like, when I know, like, one of my favorite jokes are coming up, I'm, like, gonna, like, pause and, like, watch, you know, yeah like, watch it. And I definitely feel, like, um, I, yeah, like, I feel, like, uh, Kyle sometimes has is a little bit faced with, um, is a little bit the type of person who media is kind of a background thing mm-hmm. um like he always wants to put on movies to fall asleep to and mm-hmm. i'm someone where if a movie is on i'm gonna pay attention to it and watch mm. the whole thing because like i think maybe it's a little bit of an add thing but it's also kind of like a i think you know i'm like you where it's like i get absorbed plot wise yeah. no matter what the movie is even if it sucks like i'm still like yeah,
0: I, I I have a hard time like quitting movies. You yeah. Know, thir- I, have a hard I know a lot time. of people that like quit thirty minutes in because something's just on Netflix and it's like when I start that's the other thing too. When I start something, it's like I tend to finish it. Yeah. You know, so it's like there's always there's just like
1: a high entry point for yes, me with a lot of this stuff. You exactly. know? Exactly. Like, there's a very high entry point. It's like
0: I'm gonna watch two minutes or I'm gonna watch the whole fucking thing. Yes. You know? Like
1: Exactly. And yeah, and it, it's definitely, like, a point of frustration for us sometimes where it's, like, he always wants to put a movie on to fall asleep to, and it's just, like, no, you're just gonna fall asleep, and then I'm gonna be stuck staying awake finishing the movie because they yeah. already committed, <laughs> like, 30, 40 minutes of my time to it, you know, and it's, like, you get that far into a movie, you might as well just, you know, sit through it till the end, unless yeah. it's, like leave extraordinary Gentlemen or like the third <laughs> Spider-Man movie. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Both two t- two movies which I walked out on in the movie
0: Sure. Um <laughs> I I mean like the third Spider-Man doesn't work at all, but I I do have a soft spot for emo Spider-Man. Uh, I think it's I think it's time for the ultimate question of the evening, uh the wife versus waifu of it all. Oh, uh, would we show Megalobox to someone we were dating?
1: Eh? i wouldn't not show it right but i also wouldn't be like you gotta watch this anime right
0: right and i actually had a thought about that where Mm. it's like if i was trying to introduce someone to anime like yeah this would not be like my first choice in terms of like what can this medium do and accomplish and what is so amazing i would do like
1: cowboy bebop or something yeah if you were gonna do a tv show
0: cowboy bebop if you're gonna do a movie akira akira miyazaki you know if they're if, I mean, few people at this point are, like, base-level enough. They haven't seen any Miyazaki. Exactly, exactly. yeah. But, like, for me, I thought about it, and, like, I was thinking, like, if I was dating someone now who, like, lived with me and was, like, around, and I was, like, watching this on my laptop, and they kind of saw me, and they were like, oh, what's that? It's like, oh, it's Megalobox, this anime. Yeah. And I put it on. Um, for me, what I was thinking was, like, this would not be, like, the worst intro in no. the sense that it's, like, it's well done, there's nothing, mm-hmm. like, so far at least in it that's like problematic in any way there's nothing in it that like i feel like would be off-putting unless like you can't stand any violence at all but the violence is like very stylized nothing too
1: like nothing too like anime cheesy about it exactly yeah it's very
0: like the colors and the emotions and everything are muted Mm -hmm. enough that it never seems like something that's going off the rails Mm -hmm. exactly there's nothing really like You know, like we kind of chuckle throughout because it's like we're recognizing the tropes. Yeah. You know, and like if you know the tropes, it's like it's it's fun. Yeah. it's not even like you're making fun of it, but it's just kind of like, aha, I see what you did there. Yeah. You know, but it's like, yeah, you're right. There's nothing in this that's like so cliche, cheesy anime that it would turn someone off. So to me, it's like if this was like someone's first introduction to anime or the first anime I was watching and I was dating someone and they were like. Oh, you watch anime? I was like, yeah, check it out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it would something about it not being like brilliant, brilliant is almost like a turn on for me. Where it's like, it's like this could be like like ground zero. You know, like this is just like a platonic idea of an anime to me.
1: You know, that's a really good point.
0: Because like to me, it's like coming up on Bebop and Watanabe's work and Toonami and Adult Swim. It's like to me, this is like just what anime is at its, like, base level, you know, from my experience and from what I came up liking, you know?
1: Because I feel like if I were to show, you, that's a very good point, because I feel like if I were to show somebody something like Cowboy Bebop or, like, you know, like something that I have a lot, like, that I think is, like, or, like, Akira that I Mm -hmm. think is, like, fucking brilliant and amazing. Yeah,
0: you're putting so many expectations on it.
1: Yeah, where I'm, it'd be, like, kind of one of those things where I'm, like, I would be watching it being, like, do you love yeah, it, like, which look, that's do, like that's I hate, that that is? I hate that
0: feeling. I hate that feeling when you're yeah. like watching something and it's like that nervous energy like, where it's like you you like this right? <laughs> like I really I really banked on you liking yeah. it. It's like you better Ooh. like it which is so stupid because it's not like like we obviously did not uh, make Akira or Cowboy no. uh, To my knowledge, you did not work on either of those projects. Um,
1: no, yeah, I'm recalling now that I uh, wasn't alive when Akira came uh when akira was being worked on yeah so. I, w- I
0: was uh one year old so, oh okay so you, know, you didn't work on it then? but i was also like well i was like a genius like super baby so i feel yeah. like i influenced it just through their knowledge of me existing you okay know? so yeah that like led to a lot of like the powers and stuff that i mean with had, your shaved you
1: know. head you do kind of look like uh tetsuo so i mean yeah you know
0: yeah it's easy to get us it's, confused it
1: definitely is easy yeah yeah um but yeah, it's confident.
0: like, I, I hate that feeling of like showing someone something and it's like, ah, I, I didn't make this, but I love it. And I just said I loved it. And like, I don't yeah. want to make you feel obligated to love it. But like, please love it. It's so like, I don't feel stupid. You know, it's
1: like when I, I think I've showed somebody I was like hanging out with, like kind of dating like Wet Hot American Summer, which is uh-huh. like one of my favorite comedies ever. And yeah. just being like, see, ha, it's like so funny. <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. And it's just like,
0: yeah, you're just you're never going to get. You're never going to get the response you really want, (laughs) you know, because it would almost be weird if like they did, you know, like there's a level where it's like there's a response you're looking for, which is like, oh, my God, I love this. This is brilliant. And it's like, yeah, I feel like if that were to happen exactly like that, you'd almost be like, this is a little weird. Like, yeah, then it would like loop back around and be like. But I just showed you this thing and it's my thing. And like, are you just saying that? Because like I told you to like it or like, do you actually
1: like it that much? You know, so because neither of us can uh, have clear mental thoughts about anything and are constantly having social anxiety. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Even
0: when it comes to something as like bourgeois and nothing is like showing someone a movie on (laughs) streaming services. Like, Yep. But uh, yeah, so that's why I think like <laughs> this would be like a good ground zero because it's like I'm not emotionally invested to it, at least in terms of like if I had to ever like normalize with someone the idea that I like and watch anime. Yeah. And just like I will watch anime that like maybe isn't brilliant. Maybe I'll check out one that's like just kind of OK. Yeah. Like I feel like this would be a good way to uh-huh. bring that into the picture. Like, mm. look, this is just something I like and find aesthetically It's a good
1: testing the water show. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's like if they
0: can't go to the level of this then they're not going to go to the level of like mind game or like you know paprika or something you know they're yes. not going to go like they're not going to want to venture further into this world you know even yes. stuff like that that's like yeah maybe a bit higher brow you know what do you just... think
1: Kevin's answer would be oh that's a good point like
0: I don't th- he's kind of just tuned out lately I think I think he would just be like oh, I don't care um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, "Ah, uh, 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 you know this uh this it's it's a like the the guy you know he seemed like uh you know he seemed like a bit of an asshole you know he's he thinks he's hot shit this guy you know this this joe guy you know he's he's going around he's like oh i can i can fight people without my armor like who, who 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 does this guy think he is you know who, where did this guy come from? Who does who does he think he is? That I was, think that would that would be kind of what that he was would
1: a say. good yeah. It's like it's like he was right here with us. I
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I mean at least he left enough of an impression that we can do uh, vaguely mocking caricatures of him <laughs> in his in his absence and in, in his uh, in his death. But you know, Kevin. Man, this one's for you. This one's buddy. for you, Kev. I wish you had lived to see Megalobox. I you know, I think you'd you would deny it, which is part of what led to your death, because denying your love of anime is what killed you. And yeah. you should never deny your love don't of anime ever, or your horniness for anime. Don't
1: ever deny uh, it.
0: But uh you know, I, I wish you were here, bud. Uh, this episode, this is all for you, pal. From mm-hmm. this point on, the show is just for you. I think it's a, I think it's just the tribute you would have wanted, just it two tr- people. Autistically yammering at each other about anime. I know you love that dearly. Uh,
1: It truly has become Kevin's corner.
0: Yeah, this is this is really Kevin's corner now. This is exactly what Kevin would have wanted. And buddy, you know, I I had this whole tribute planned. We were going to play that song uh, from the end of Fast and Furious Mm Seven where you know cgi paul walker's riding off into the sunset you know the song everyone loves that that one but uh you know we couldn't get the rights and uh i guess we couldn't get the rights to this song either but uh it's the end song from persona 4 so i know kevin would uh love that and i guess to you know be able to play it we should you know do a little critique of it to uh you know make it fair use uh you know atlas i feel like they they're pretty strict on what they allow to use. So uh, so f- for the sake of making it fair use, uh, the song from the end of uh, Persona 4, uh, it, it's great. Uh, you know, good melody, good instrumentation. I know, you know, I don't know if you've heard it, Gina, but you can pretend you've heard it. And, you yeah, know. it's
1: a great song. Uh, I listen to it every night before I go to sleep. Um, yeah, it's on my uh, hits uh, soundtrack. It's on my sleepy hits soundtrack. Um, it's a uh, I have, I, it's just that song and Mr. Brightside And it's just those two on loop Yeah,
0: those are the two best songs Yeah, that's, so, they're the two best songs they're ever, Kevin's right? two favorite songs too, yeah. I think So, Kevin, uh, you know, I'm really sorry for what happened Not sorry in the sense that I caused your death because I didn't But just like uh, sorry in like the general yeah, sense Yeah, sorry in like an existential sense That you can be here to experience this just with The contemplative
1: and, sorry Yeah, you know.
0: Uh, you know, I think you'll find this to be a, a fitting tribute to you How, and uh I hope you're, uh, you're hugging that big body pillow in the sky Kevin, right now.
1: Kevin Grossman, is the most amazing.
0: Good night, everybody.
1: <laughs> I mean, anime women are attractive. I mean, they're attractive, but they're not real,
0: so, you know, it's
1: just... My personal taste for video games that I would consider close to the realm of this kind of thing are not even Final Fantasy. It's Kingdom Heart. I don't like Kiki the 13 year old girl. I'm just saying Janine Garoppolo okay. was attractive. That's she was, intri- she was animated attractive and I found her voice attractive. She was an attractive character.
0: I have problems with acid reflux as you know from the last episode.